the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. So I'm going to start off today's show with an admission of me being wrong. Last week when I recorded my show, I talked about Joe Biden and his execution, so to speak, or lack thereof on pulling our troops out of Afghanistan. Andrew Coppins and I talked about it a lot this week. And with the information that has come out this week from when I did my show last weekend, I was horribly, horribly wrong. What was I wrong about, you ask? This isn't just the poor decision-making, or rather, the feeble decision-making from a very feeble old man. No, no. This is the most incompetent, feeble decision-making I have ever seen from our government in my lifetime. I have asked others who are older than me. They're struggling to remember a time when a crisis like this happened where it was handled so poorly from the White House, from the President of the United States, or in this case, supposedly the President of the United States. What has happened in the last week is disgraceful, shameful, asinine. I, I, I can't even, I can't even find all of the words to describe it. I mean, what, 13 dead now? It was avoidable, completely avoidable. But it happened, and it happened under Joe Biden's watch. Is Joe Biden taking responsibility for it? Well, he told Peter Ducey he was. But is he? What is he doing to justify it? He, he warned ISIS-K that there will be hell to pay for the acts of terror. And then we went and launched a drone strike and supposedly got our guy as if it was that easy.
feeble, incompetent, asinine, What really gets me, though, from the Daily Wire, Biden administration gave Taliban list of American citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies that need to get into airport. What in the absolute hell is that? This has to be, has to be treason. I know it's not giving up state secrets. I know it's not fundamentally necessarily betraying our government, but it is a fundamental betrayal of our people that were over there in Afghanistan. Whether it was intended to be that way or not, I don't care. These are people that we owe a great deal to. These are people that are longing to get out of this country. That, by the way, we sent over there. What in the absolute hell is this? You're giving private information to a terrorist organization. And you, you expect us here in America to play nice with this guy? No, feeble and incompetent, asinine decision-making does not even begin to describe what this presidency is doing. It doesn't begin to describe the laughingstock that we are now being made out to be worldwide. That's not just with our enemies, that's with our allies. It's here at home. And and you expect me to believe that 81 million people voted for this guy. We warned you. We warned you time and time again on how bad this guy was going to be when it came to foreign policy. We warned you. But some for some reason... Those 81 million people seem to be dead silent on what's going on over in the Middle East right now. Dead silent. We are, what? Almost, what, eight eight months? Eight months into this man's presidency? Eight months. And what does he have control over? I mean, we've all talked about how he's not really the one in charge. I mean, we we all laugh and joke and, and poke fun at that, even though we're being completely serious. But now it's even more apparent. What does he have control over? Clearly, he's not a very good commander in chief. Clearly. 
Then we have the whole Delta variant going on over here, and everyone's like, "Well, but Joe, where, where, where are you gonna? How are you gonna handle this Delta variant? How are you gonna mandate a vaccine? How are you gonna mandate masks? How are you gonna, how are you gonna do all of this stuff that you promised that you said you were gonna do? Where are you on this? Why aren't you taking any questions? Where, where are all of our answers? Where?" There's, there's, there's no way. There's no way in hell that this presidency can last this much longer. I, I'm starting to question, are we even going to make it to 2024? Is America going to make it to 2024? I don't think it can make it under this man's leadership. I, I, I Or <laughs> lack thereof. But, but I, I struggle with something because many House Republicans, Senate Republicans, um, like, like Josh uh, Hawley, um, and then, you know, political pundits like Ben Shapiro called for Biden's uh, impeachment or resignation. I struggle. I struggle to call. I, I want so badly, so badly for there to be an impeachment over this. I want so badly to call for Biden's resignation. But then I thought about it. If Biden were to resign, or if he was to be impeached and possibly removed from office, that puts Kamala Harris in charge. And where has Kamala Harris been in all of this? Uh, Singapore, to name one of the places that she's been to. Uh, Vietnam, posing in front of the statue of Ho Chi Minh. Oh, and by the way, did I while she was in Singapore, um, she was encouraging everyone to uh, get their Christmas gifts now. Yeah, because because that's important. Given what's going on in Afghanistan, you know, it's important for her to be in those countries and not here in the United States and to be, I don't know, a leader, which we we so desperately need right now. We have none. America, for the first time that I can think of in American history, while we may have a sitting president and a sitting vice president, America has zero leadership. But yet, here the GOP is calling for Biden's resignation and impeachment, which, don't get me wrong, it's founded. It's very, very founded. But it does not get better for anyone if Biden is impeached or removed from office. It does not get any better. If Kamala Harris was in charge during this whole Afghanistan debacle, how much worse would it have been? Or would it have been about the same? Because I, I, I can't say that it was going to be any better. Maybe maybe the only way it would have been better is maybe she would have made a competent decision. Maybe she would, you know, consult her advisors a little bit and they would they would make a more coherent plan and decision and, and put that in place. Maybe. But she has no foreign policy experience. She's horrible on foreign policy. She's at least as bad, if not worse, than Joe Biden himself when it comes to foreign policy. 
So it does not get any better for anyone calling for Biden's impeachment or resignation. It gets no better. Oh, and then we'll, we'll just we'll just go ahead and we'll impeach uh, Kamala Harris while we're at it too. Again, I don't know that there's as much of a case for for her impeachment um, because there really isn't one currently. But even if there was, it still does not get any better for you. In fact, if anything, it gets worse because then at that point, you're putting in 40-year-old Botox into the White House, being that with Nancy Pelosi. And then from there, it's what? President Pro Tempore, uh, which is uh, Patrick Leahy. It, it does not get any better from for conservatives from Joe Biden. If you're going to go down the whole impeachment resignation route, you might as well wait it through the 2022 midterm election. Because that could totally change at least a few things. Again, I don't think you're ever going to get Kamala Harris out of the way. I, I, I don't see how that's going to be possible. But currently, as it stands right now, Unfortunately, and I hate that I'm saying this, Joe Biden may be the best option we have. Because I don't, I certainly don't trust Kamala Harris. And if if we're still under either leadership by 2024, does it even matter anymore? Does America, as we know it, still exist? Goose Fraba, Wusa, Wusa, Wusa. Before I continue on with our uh, ever so feeble president, uh, Joseph Marionette Biden, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what it means to be prepared because I'm telling you right now, right here, right now, that you must be prepared. Crap is hitting the fan. We're watching it on the news every day, day in and day out. Like I said, America has no leader right now. None. We have no leadership whatsoever. That being said, what happens next? What is the next crisis that this administration is going to have to face? What is the next crisis that they will likely fundamentally fail us through Again and again and again. Because it's going to be us, the people, taking care of ourselves. It must be. Because we could no longer rely on government, especially under this administration, to help us. (laughs) We can't even help our own abroad. Can't. So, therefore, you must, you must be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. We've teamed up with my Patriot Supply. They've got all sorts of different kinds of emergency food supply kits over there you can get, plus other things as well um, <clears throat> that will help you be prepared when, well, crap hits the fan. Um, these food food emergency or emergency food supply kits will last up on your shelf for up to 25 years. 
So it's better to have it and not need it and then need it and not have it. That's part of being prepared. Being prepared means not just when a crisis is going to hit. It just means being prepared at all times for when, whether it's personal or a, a nationwide event, just be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is preparewithmojo50.com. No, it shouldn't be a big surprise to anyone that Joe Biden's approval rating has taken a massive, massive decline in the last couple of weeks. Should be zero surprise. It went literally um, from, according to 538, it went from 52.7%, which is actually a pretty good approval rating, um, and a disapproval rating set around 42.7%. Okay, so it had about a 10% spread, okay? Um, As of Thursday, his approval rating was 47.1%, and his disapproval rating was 47%, with a net approval rating of 0.1. It is now, to give you some context, sitting at 47.2%, And his disapproval rating is sitting at 46.9%. This is a huge decline in approval rating. And he's in his first year. He's within his first eight months. This is what we call political death. I don't know how he will recover from this. Will he recover? Probably yes, at least to some degree. Will it ever be the same again? I I don't I don't know that we'll see it in in the the fifties again. At least we shouldn't, because my my theory is is it's going to continue to go down from here. Now. Is Afghanistan the only thing that is driving down his approval rating? I think that's the biggest thing. It's the biggest thing that is driving down his approval rating, but there's more. We have the Delta variant surge and how people feel that he's handling that. Um, He's fallen about three points from about 60% to 57%. Um, is now hovering in the low 60s for as much of his presidency, but it's continued to tick down. So he's losing his approval rating on it comes to handling the coronavirus. He's also losing his approval rating when it comes to, surprise, surprise, the economy. It's, it's unclear how much Afghanistan is going to drive him down, but the economy is also having an issue. Um, so August 5th, or rather since August 5th, um, given you know what's going on with the Delta variant, uh, there's been a dip in the approval which comes to the growing economic concerns and soaring among some independent voters. That said, there's no question that at least part of Biden's decline in approval rating has been fueled by what's happened in Afghanistan. Um, and it could fall even more. But there are economic concerns going on here. I mean, we've seen a rise in gas prices. We have inflation going on right now. Um, we Just everything that's going on here at home 
Coupling that with Afghanistan is driving his approval ratings down. I don't know how far down they're going to go. But they are they are going down seemingly day by day, depending on which poll you're looking at. I, I don't think anyone has him trending up right now, or at least anyone with any credibility has him trending upwards right now. They have him trending down, and they have him trending down hard. So I don't I don't know what is coming um, in in this case. Now, if we go back to 2016, um, they they do mention here when uh, Trump fired Comey, uh, Trump's approval rating took a pretty big fall from there, um, and it never really recovered. But Trump's Trump's approval ratings were never great to begin with. Um, so it, I don't want to turn this into a hit piece kind of like what real or what uh, 538 did here um, going after Trump a little bit, just saying, Oh, Hey, by the way, this happened under Trump's administration. While it's true, it's not even really necessary information. And it's also not truly a fair comparison because this is an actual crisis. People just got pissed off because Trump fired Comey and no one really liked Donald Trump from, from a personality standpoint anyway. And a lot of these polls never really seem to be, truly accurate when it comes to polling the general populace. So I don't know that I truly just buy that um, and, and then comparing it to what's going on with Joe Biden. It just, it does not seem credible um, in that, in that case, it, this, this article actually does lose a little credibility just because they went down that road. However, um, Biden's approval rating uh, will likely fall further, as I said. Uh, this is part of because the final withdrawal of the American troops is for next week, and more could go awry, um, given how precarious the situation is in Afghanistan. And they said, moreover, the Delta variant and corresponding economic concerns aren't necessarily going away anytime soon. An early August survey by Gallup uh, found that just 23% of the Americans were satisfied with the way things were going in the United States, down from 36% in May. Ooh. That's brutal. Um, and I think it's only going to get worse. Uh, meanwhile, Gallup also found that Americans once again view COVID-19 as the country's most important problem after concerns had dipped in the spring and early summer. And as our presidential approval tracker of Biden's response to the coronavirus shows, just 53% of Americans now approve of his handling of the pandemic. Uh, what happened? What, what happens next in Afghanistan will be important for Biden's approval rating, but equally important is whether Biden is able to navigate the other challenges facing him. Most of that I agree with, but here's 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 my ultimate rub. What does this mean for America going forward? What does what with Biden's lack of leadership? What is going to happen here because we we seem to be coming more and more primed for more of a cultural civil war or even a political civil war here um, given the lack of leadership that is going on and the extreme polarization of the american people when it comes to what the issues are and how to handle them it's getting it feels like, at least in my view, that things are getting worse and worse all of the time, especially since this man has taken office. And what are we going to do about it? Because clearly, 
impeachment, resignation. I don't know that that's going to be enough. I don't know that it it can be enough, given the track record of the vice president. I don't know that it gets better from us from here with Bi- without Biden being president. At best, at best, Biden not being president anymore means really a couple of things. One, we don't have someone in office that is seemingly facing dementia and making poor and feeble decisions. And two, well, we just don't have someone that has the track record that he has when it comes to foreign policy leading the way anymore. Does that mean it's better? Hell no. And that's what scares me. I honestly don't know what the answer is here. But I do know as long as Biden continues to be a useful puppet, he might be a useful puppet for the right too in preventing us from going further and further left under our Kamala Harris administration. So, do we get rid of Biden? Love to hear your thoughts. You listen to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O. I will be right back right after this. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org m25m.org American Pride Roasters bringing peace and love to the world one delicious cup of coffee at a time. Hey, it's Brad Staggs before his morning coffee. Oh my. Coffee. And this is Brad Stugs after his morning coffee. The hills are alive with the sound. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits, no one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-562-2407-800-562-2407-800-562-2407. That's 800-562-2407. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O. I am your host, Pat Oni. Follow me over on Twitter at the Pat Oni Show. Use the hashtag Stand with Mrs. Pat. Use the hashtag What I Learned Today. Also, find me over on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and over on Locals. 
I'm part of the Critical Thinking community over there with Andrew Coppins. Um, he's the host of Critical Thinking right here on Mojo Five O every Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, so definitely tune into that and become a subscriber on Locals. All you got to do is go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. It's just five bucks a month. Um, if you missed the show earlier this week, by the way, um, there are a few changes on that has been going on with the Locals community. Um, we are no longer able to um, do the video upload there. We only get so many of those per month now until we reach a certain following. So please go over there, become a member. You can download the Locals app and become a member, or you can become a subscriber. Um, all it really takes is just going to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe, um, and it's just five bucks a month. Um, the more subscribers we get, the more we can actually be able to do over on, on the Locals channel. So for now, the all the video is going strictly to Rumble. Um, we have been putting up the full show there on rumble for you to see it is free in this case. Um, and so we will be doing some different things, um, with locals going forward. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. Um, so we will be coming up with the strategy and how we're going to be addressing all of that here very, very soon. So again, criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe and download the locals app. And be sure to tune in to Critical Thinking every Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern right here on Mojo 5 Radio, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and pretty much wherever all podcasts are played. And it's the same thing for this show. Tune in every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern right here on Mojo 5 Radio, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and pretty much wherever all podcasts are played. Um, there are also other great shows on here like Room 13. Um, you've got uh, Defending... Uh, 2A by Jason Gouffre, which is right after me um, here on Mojo 5.0. The Bells of Liberty are right before me. Um, we've also got, you know, all your daily week shows like, you know, the Daily Mojo. You've got uh, the Rants of Izzo. You've even got the Abnormal Realities now with uh, Rocky Stucci and Ron Phillips, um, which I've, I've, I've not personally listened to that one yet. Um, those kinds of are like that subject matter is not typically my cup of tea. But I've heard it's really, really good, and I've been wanting to check it out. So um, do check them out. I'm sure they would appreciate your support as well. Um, and, of course, you can always end your day with Defenders Live with Stephen Airy, Dylan Lyles, and then start your day every day with a little bit of Battle for Freedom with Watson Prunier. Okay, so i got to put a little bit of a bow on this whole Afghanistan thing because I, I don't want to spend the rest of the show talking about it if I can avoid it because it's been such an emotional drain this week in the news and we've just done nothing. I mean, everybody, I mean, everyone's mom and their dog have done nothing but hammer the Afghanistan home time and time and time again. I'm sick of talking about it myself. So... The biggest thing I think everyone is wondering now is is what what's next? Like like what what's the what's the next big shoe to drop? Well, I, I don't know. Um, I also know that Afghanistan, regardless of you know if we're able to get everyone out and be completely pulled out by by Tuesday of this week, um, I, I don't know. Um, hopefully that will happen, but is the worst yet to come in Afghanistan? Maybe not for us, but definitely for Afghanistan, I think the worst is yet to come. Because now you have the battle between the Taliban and ISIS-K. 
and th there's probably going to be a lot more infighting there than than not um, and it will be very chaotic for anyone who was still in Afghanistan um, that being said uh, you know I could actually kind of see Afghanistan ceasing to really be a country in the near future um, just because everything will be up in arms there you might have other countries trying to slowly take over the region um, just because there are valuable resources there um, will that happen I don't know um, this is just me spitballing a little bit here um, but with Afghanistan I mean I, I think the worst for them is it's only going to get worse from here with us leaving only going to get worse um, with America you know, um, we have lost our moral standing in the world. We have lost our moral standing with our allies. Um, we've lost any kind of sense of fear or credibility, I think, with anyone that once feared us um, because we've just kind of gone belly up within this Afghanistan withdrawal. You've got China and Iran and... Um, Pakistan and just a lot of those countries there in that region that are kind of on the move now. Um, and, and they really don't need to be, they shouldn't be. Um, what are, what are we doing in the middle East? Has anything that we have done in the middle East in the last 20 years meant anything because of this whole Afghanistan debacle? Yes, of course there are some things, but all in all, what is, our, what is our credibility within the Middle East at this point? Do we have any? I submit probably not. Except maybe, and, and, and this, is, this is getting to be more and more of a maybe all the time, and that is what's going on with Israel. Are we still going to be there for Israel? Are we going to be a consistent ally for them? And are we going to take some of those troops um, from from Afghanistan and maybe post them in Israel um, in, in our embassy and just kind of be there as a support for Israel, but then also a support for our foreign interests in the region um, going forward? Are we going to do those things? Probably not. Should we? Probably so. Um, I'm not saying we go and like take over Israel or anything like that or take over another country in the region um, like we've been doing with Afghanistan. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. I'm just suggesting that we have a presence within the Middle East, within our embassy, um, and that we are there. We are there and we are ready to mobilize any time against our enemies that are in, in the region, such as Iran, such as China. So those are the things that we should be doing. Are we going to do those things? I don't know. Is it reasonable to think that China is going to attack Taiwan in the, in the near future? Probably within the next few years. I could see it happening. Are we responsible for Taiwan? And this is going to be an unpopular opinion for a lot of people. Not really. No, we aren't. Taiwan is not an ally of the United States. So... Can China theoretically invade Taiwan and us not do anything about it? Sure. Should we? That's the question. Just because if China takes over Taiwan, what, what kind of power does that give them? Um, and how much are they going to flex their muscles? Are they going to flex their muscles and do things in, in, in a sort of way that is going to be against American interests in that part of the world? 
because believe it or not, folks, as much as I do not like starting foreign wars for no reason, and I don't like being in other countries, and I don't like the idea of going into another country to basically do a regime change and a state change and all of that sort of fun stuff, we still have to be an active participant within the world. Therefore, we have foreign interests all across the world, and that's okay. Um, every country does. So it's just being a, a bit of a realist when it comes to what are our foreign interests. Well, under this administration, I really don't know what those are anymore because we have no leadership when it comes, especially when it comes to foreign policy. I don't think we have any leadership, period. But when it comes to foreign policy, we currently have none. Now, earlier I said, you know, we, we could call for Biden's impeachment. We could call for his resignation, and it doesn't really do us any good because, well, there's Kamala Harris, and then there's Nancy Pelosi, and then there's Patrick Leahy after that. Like, it doesn't really get any better for the American people. Now, what we could do, I, I, I think impeaching uh, Anthony Blinken is totally reasonable. Um, that would actually be a really, I think, huge hit for the Biden administration. Um, and then we forced Biden to put in someone as Secretary of State that's actually competent. Um, that may be reasonable as well. But are they going to do that? Probably not. Would he actually appoint someone that's competent and actually does the right thing? That's not some crazy progressive agenda? Probably not. So... I don't really know what the solution is. I just know what's happening right in front of us. I know that times are currently tough, whether they be here at home or they be over ab abroad. Um, that it's right now, it's it's in many ways tough to be an American citizen um, because of what our government is doing here at home and within our foreign policy. But I came across something um, the other day and I want to play it because I think, first of all, it's worth playing. I think it's a message that everyone needs. It was something that I knew I needed at the time. And it was something that was extremely uplifting for me. And it, it helped me out. Um, and it was just a really good reminder that, that people are generally good. And what I'm ultimately getting at is that people are often more than their politics. They are more than their religion. They are more than their orientation and and I mean pick a topic they are people are more than that they are and I have many friends from many different walks of life I have family members in the same situation um, that that walk different paths than, than what I would have chosen for them I still love them anyway and we all get along and I think most people generally do especially when you take the time to turn off the news but I digress. I'm going to let um, this gentleman um, do all the talking for me here. So here we go. People think we're more divided as a country now than we've been in a long time. I know it can seem that way. But when I was a little kid in 1969, the Vietnam War was tearing the country apart. And they'd shot John F. Kennedy and they'd shot Bobby Kennedy. They'd shot Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And there was the Manson family and the Zodiac Killer, and it just felt like the whole country lost its mind. My father, who'd grown up in the Depression, well, his faith in humanity was just at a low ebb. And the two of us that June were driving from L.A. to Oakland in our old 1960 Oldsmobile, and 
the water pump blew out south of Bakersfield. And so this was long before cell phones. So we were about, well, we were going to have to hoof it like nine or ten miles into town when this young cowboy pulls up in a flatbed and offers to tow us in. All my dad had on him for money was this old Chevron gas card. So he kept telling this young fellow, you know, I can't pay you. And the young cowboy's looking at him like, yeah, I wasn't going to charge you. So he rolls us into town, and this is a Sunday, so nothing's open. So he has to go get his mechanic friend to open up his garage, and my dad says, hey, listen, I don't have any money. And the mechanic says, you know, we'll work something out. And then they all realize they don't have the actual parts, so now they got to go roust out the local auto parts store owner, and they bring him down. And my father's like, okay, okay, we need to talk about how this is all going to get settled. Because he just couldn't imagine anybody being this trusting about the money. So the cowboy says, look at it and make you feel better. I got a bunch of watermelons I need to get loaded onto my flatbed, and it's pretty hot work, and if you help me out, I'll pay for the part. So next thing you know, we're all unloading watermelons from inside a rail car, and that's about 140 degrees. And 90 minutes later, we are soaked in sweat, and up rolls the car, just run like a top. And my dad says, I really don't know how to thank you, fellas, and uh, for this good turn. And we're turning to go, and the mechanic gets this look on his face, and says, whoa, whoa, where do you think you're going? And you could see on my father's face just all the fear and distrust come to the surface he stiffened like a leopard and the mechanic says no 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 my wife's going to make us all sunday dinner and you and the boy can get a shower and a clean shirt and it'll it'll make the drive easier for all of us so we sat down for a dinner of fried chicken from the chicken right over there and corn on the cob from the corn right over there man i gotta tell you i will never have a meal that good ever again And my dad didn't say maybe three words the whole drive. But when we got home, I got into bed. I was just about to turn off the light. And he stops in the doorway and he says to me, no matter what you see in the movies or on TV or you read in the papers, you listen to me. That's how people really are. And about a month later, Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. So keep the faith. Translates to today. It seems like this country is just going to hell in a handbasket. It seems like no matter what we do, something bad's happening. I mean, we we have similar things going on today that we did in, in 1969. We've got what's going on in Afghanistan right now. We've got... Uh, the the coronavirus pandemic. We we've got the economic problems. We've got all the BLM crap that's going on. We we've got. I mean, name an issue. It's happening right in front of our faces. We we can't even decide which bathroom to use. Still, we're we're talking about how do how do we protect our children in public schools and and how do we how do we take the education system that indoctrinates our children out of the education system so that we make sure that our kids are actually being educated not indoctrinated there's lots of lots of problems right now lots of them but then being in the neighborhood that I live I see acts of kindness all the time. I mean, someone the last week or two, 
someone has been always been posting on Facebook and putting um, baskets or, or, or big, you know, brown paper bags out on their front porch or their front yard um, with, with produce in it that they've grown in their own gardens. And they just said free for anyone that wants it. Or how I have a, a gentleman in my ward that, that uh, um, is kind of in charge of what we call elders quorum. And that's just where all the men meet um, every week that are 18 and older. And every so often we got someone that's either moving in and out of our ward and um, every so often he'll he'll ask for some help how, helping these people move in and it's or or move out and, and it's uh it's really kind of just neat to see how many people will come together to just help others in need kind of like this story what I'm ultimately getting at is I I know times are tough I know in the the First half of the show, I had some major feelings when it comes to this uh, administration that we currently have in America and how they are handling things here at home and abroad. I have a lot of feelings about it, as many of you do too. But something in me, and what's good in me, tells me to keep the faith. That somehow, even though I have no idea how we're going to make it to 2024 at this rate, that somehow, some way, We're going to pull through. For better or for worse, we are going to pull through this. Because, not just because we're Americans, but because we're all children of God. And I've always found in my life that as I exercise my faith uh, in the Lord, and and I, I Plead out to him and and just pour my heart and soul into my prayers and into uh, just random acts of service, being a part of something bigger than myself. I really just I I've got to. Something in me just says, keep the faith that everything is going to work out. Everything is going to be okay. We're still going to have issues. We're still going to have trials. We're still going to have tribulations. We're still going to have things that pop up in the media that piss us off to no other. But maybe it's time that we turn off the news, put the paper down. Maybe... Stop going to the movies for a bit and just go outside and just visit with our neighbor and serve our fellow man. Maybe it's time we find ways to 
draw a little bit closer to God and get right with God. And stop worrying about what Washington's telling us. What the local news is telling us. Maybe we take their power away by turning our backs on them and focusing on the things that are really important in life. Like family, friends, faith. Maybe it's time we do that. Maybe we'll all be a little bit happier for it. That doesn't mean that we need to be ignorant about what's going on in the world and that we shouldn't be at least aware But maybe we take their power away by not being so emotionally involved with social media. You know, I I had somebody the other day that commented on a post that I put up on my Facebook page that happened about uh, a week ago. And it just happened to do, uh, happened to ask a question about why why are we mandating a vaccine that's still being scrutinized for other potential health problems like heart inflammation? Why are we trying to mandate something like that? I, I said it in different words, but I, I said it, you know, fundamentally, the, the message is the same. And I had a, a, a gentleman come on and, and he would, uh, he, he asked me some questions about it. And, and then I asked him some questions back and um, I didn't respond because in his, his response after that, I'm like, okay, this, this conversation is going to go nowhere. Well, then he came back a week later after the whole Afghanistan debacle and, and told me about it, even though I'd already talked about it on Critical Thinking that day, to go F myself. Or rather, not, not F myself, but grow the F up is what he told me. And that, that to me just screamed that this is someone that is spending way too much time either in front of the news or on social media because it it is it doesn't help the conversation it just doesn't you know he has the right to his opinion i have the right to mine um and it's fine that we disagree but when you're getting that worked up and you have to <coughs> basically Put someone down or, or use harsh language to um, because you you share a different viewpoint. You're doing it wrong. Um, we have we have become more divided than ever. Um, and because we are so divided, we are less willing to try in any way, shape or form to understand one another. And I know I've said things on this program that many of you probably disagree with, and that's fine. Um, and there, there may be things that I may disagree with that you or viewpoints that you may hold, and that's also okay. But if we're looking for, for some happiness, if we're looking some peace and relief, if we're looking for, you know, not being so angry all the time at what's going on in the news, maybe it's just time that we take a step back. Maybe it's time that we turn our hearts and our minds to the heavens and to our fellow man and to serve them. Um, I know in, in those things, when I lose myself in those things, I tend to have a little bit more joy. Not just happiness, but joy. Real joy in my life. Something to consider. But before I 
get into my last little tidbit here for uh, the show today. If you haven't, speaking of good things, speaking of things that can potentially warm the heart, have you gone to Romika Designs? There's a lot of great things over there. They do custom engravings for all sorts of different kinds of stuff that you can do. All you got to do is go to romikadesigns.com backslash the Pat Oni Show and use the promo code Pat. You'll get 10% off, 10% off your purchase. What this will do is it will give you at least maybe some ideas for an anniversary, a birthday, maybe some other special occasion. The holidays are coming up in a few months. You can start you know, getting your holiday shopping out of the way. All of those things might be might be worth going to RamikaDesigns.com and finding the perfect sentimental gift for that special someone, friend, family member, whatever you want to do, whoever it's for. Maybe it's for yourself. It's all good. All you got to do is go to RamikaDesigns.com backslash the Patty Show. Use the promo code Pat. You get 10% off your purchase today. That's RamikaDesigns.com backslash the Patty Show. Use the promo code PAT, get 10% off your purchase today. Now, with the last comments I wanted to talk about is this whole Gavin Newsom thing that's going on in California right now. And this whole recall election. What what does it mean for America that Gavin Newsom is under uh, recall? Well, it means simply people have had enough of hypocritical politicians. I mean, he's ultimately being recalled for his actions under his own coronavirus restrictions, and people were fed up that, hey, there are rules for thee, but not for me. Um, And he has been shaming Republicans or anyone that's in favor of the recall efforts as pro-Trump extremists and anyone that supports him as Democrats. Well, unfortunately for him, that's not necessarily true. There are a lot of Democrats that are pissed off at him right now. Uh, Larry Elder looks like to be the best Republican that that has the best chance at beating out Gavin Newsom. Um, But what does this mean for the rest of America? It means simply this. The people are trying to put their elected officials on notice. And what's happening in California right now is fundamentally a notice for the rest of America. It's a notice that, hey, elections are coming up and they have consequences. What did you do for me over the last couple of years? Did you do the right thing? People are going to be able to determine that and they are going to be able to hold them accountable. Um, And they're not waiting until election season to hold them accountable. If this is happening in California, it can happen anywhere. And we kind of saw something, well, we saw Andrew Cuomo resign in New York because of similar things and also for sexual misconduct. And people are holding them accountable to that. People are starting to hold their politicians to be more accountable. So, if you're in office, take note. Actually do the job in which you were elected to do. Now, I said this before and I will say it again. Gavin Newsom will likely keep his seat. It's really tough to do this with an incumbent. It's really hard to get through a recall election. This would be the second time that this is happening in California history. I believe the fourth time in American history. It is very, very difficult to do. And history and the way these kinds of things work, they tend to favor the incumbents. 
So I'm thinking Gavin Newsom is going to stay in office. I, I, I know it will be disappointing for many people in California, but hey, you're standing up and you're doing something about it. Continue the good fight. You listen to the Paddling Show right here on Mojo Five O. I will be back Monday with Andrew Coppins on Critical Thinking. Until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are, and no means no. I'll see you Monday. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba.